Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Monterulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? Woo! We found a cube on the moon! Did you see this shit? Uh, yes, I did. And by we, I mean China. I say, by China we, you... found a cube on the moon. And it actually doesn't even look like a cube. It looks like a little Stonehenge. It's like, it's like the little Stonehenge from uh, fucking... Oh, god damn it. Spinal Tap. Remember in Spinal Tap? This is Spinal Tap, where they he was like they wanted a Stonehenge thing on stage. It was twenty feet tall, but in fact it was twenty inches tall because he got the <laughs> fucking thing wrong. Right. So there's this fucking tweet, <laughs> mysterious cube shaped anomaly discovered on the moon's far far side by a Chinese rover. The rover will spend the next two to three months verifying it, like verifying it, like what fucking drive up to it, like, like what <laughs> gets a little blue check on Twitter verified. I don't know. Right. But it looks like it, like when you, they show the zoom in version, it looks like a little fucking Stonehenge. <laughs> so <laughs> we we saw people's reactions to this, and somebody, I think you or somebody, posted this in our on one of our group chats, and the person person was like, "That looks exactly like the kind of thing they would build on the moon to stage the moon landing." And somebody <laughs> like replied, all pissed off, like, "Are you fucking stupid?" And and I I'm pretty sure that like the person that posted that uh like they were referencing a meme. Um, right, which was bit like you know, like maybe, the, maybe ga- galaxy maybe. brain type thing. It's like the moon landings were fake. Ah, uh, yes, the moon landings were fake, but uh, Kubrick was such a perfectionist, he insisted <laughs> on faking the moon landing on location on the moon. <laughs> See, so. like that's probably what happened, but again, <laughs> I, I'm, I will never underestimate people's stupidity on twitter but uh but yeah that's that was that was definitely funny look man um, they faked the moon landing on the other side of flat earth okay <laughs> right the, the side you've never been to right well somebody posted a funny screenshot from uh flat earth's like website or whatever the other day where it was like flat, flat earth society has members all around the globe or something like that oh that's the- that's so on purpose that's that i've seen that joke a million times I want to know. I wanted. To, did you watch the fucking King Kong versus Godzilla movie that came yeah. out? Where does when they go to the fucking center of the Earth and like gravity's like okay? There, apparently, there's a little mini planet inside the Earth that's just floating there, and like you know, you look up in the sky, which is apparently like, like a real theory. A bunch of quacks in like the twenties had like. Where is God- the sunshine coming from? Where the fuck is the sun coming from inside the fucking I, the hollow Earth? The core, the core of of hollow Earth, of Middle Earth, or whatever. It's coming from a single direction, though. It's coming from a single point. It's not like just the glow from lava right. is like no. It just, it's so so. so they, everything about that movie, I was like, this is dumb fun. Godzilla fights the fucking lizard, and they're gonna fuck, and then a fucking robot, and they have to team up, and then. But the whole Middle Earth thing, I'm just like, okay. St- <laughs> uh, I mean, it was just look. It was the stupidest movie ever, but. 
very well, very fun and well made. Like it didn't have to go that stupid though. Is all I'm saying. No, no, but you know, it reminded me. I, I remember watching it and thinking, like, this reminds me of all the really awful, but like super fun, dumb uh, movies they started making, like kind of in the early two thousands when they really figured out how to do cgi like a like cheaply where they did where they could where it wasn't like a yeah. million dollar shot for well, 10 I seconds mean, of a t-rex they couldn't you know I mean? spend all the money on the cg budget because clearly they had to pay top dollar for writing right because <laughs> you know if, uh, you want to see john c Riley, tom hiddleston and <clears throat> brie larson all in the same movie like you gotta you gotta pay for a really good script to get that to happen <laughs> right <laughs> awful um but no uh so yeah we we got a lot to get into this week i i I was gonna mention it before we went on air i forgot today actually uh as of recording is the anniversary of uh john lennon's murder so we should we should mention him up top since we talked so extensively about uh get back last last week two weeks ago i remember now um it was last week yeah yeah okay yeah time time what is time i've got i got all those songs stuck in my head it's just like nonstop. like it's it's just all of it not for the last week now all i can hear are my bring the beatles songs um even the ones i didn't like that much even like two of us that was never a song that like i was like one of my go-tos really? and well it's it's the context of it you know like you right. you you think of it and you kind of like you see how um you know like paul was very much into the uh sort of platonic romance he had with john Right. And, and and it made John uncomfortable, right? So he would, you know, then they're like, he always, John always had to like fuck around and make it silly and stupid because he couldn't just like be present in the moment, you know? And Paul was always very present in the moment. And well, you kind of th- get the sense that like he just could, he could never really grapple with being that close with him. Like he always wanted to be a little bit more distant. Right. But he also wanted it too. He was always wrestling, I think, with his kind of like the, yeah. not to say like toxic masculinity, but like the, the idea of like, oh, well, I, you know, not going to be one of those fairies i'm not going to but like every but by all accounts he's had a lot of you know i mean he may have had uh some sort of relationship or at least relations with with brian epstein when they went away together john and just just john and him in uh 67 so i think he grappled with you know a lot of that in his life uh so it's unfortunate that he died when he did because i think he would have maybe kind of you know in a more understanding and accepting society wouldn't have had to feel as kind of you know fucked up about he just that, had but... to be like the edgiest edgelord about everything <laughs> you know and right. he had no chill and when people would just kind of like calm well heroin will do that, that to he, you. Was, he was being over the top about shit he would get really uncomfortable right. and then kind of regress and just you know I, I, I yeah i mean he, you know he he i think unfortunately freebasing heroin will, will kind of do that to you even when you're not right. on it you know it's a, a little bit of a i mean 1980 alter. man um, 1980 81 like what a year for assassinations versus assassination attempts I know. because wrong, the wrong assassination succeeded oh, God. fuck i mean <laughs> god Reagan. damn Reagan should have taken the bullets. I know. That took out John Lennon. I if only we God. could swap John Hinckley and Mark David Chapman and have like Hinckley be the one trying to kill uh, Lennon and Mark David Chapman be the one trying yo, to kill Reagan. Yo, you got a time machine. What you going to do? Kill Hitler or kill Reagan? <laughs> right. Because, I mean, Hitler took himself out. So you don't really need to go back and change that history. Right. I mean, be nice if you did it earlier, but. <laughs> right. 
Reagan. Nice. Maybe like 1929. But uh, yeah, but no, if you, if, you, if you had a time machine, it was like you can only go back, you know, 50 years or whatever. Um, right. Reagan, You're a fucking Terminator reprogrammed to go back in time to save John Connor. You, you got to send one back and, and fucking teach John Hinckley some fucking better, you know, get, get him a higher caliber weapon. <laughs> just put it just like you don't have to tell he shot him i mean his aim wasn't off it's just you got to fucking hit him with more bullets that's all why, why not transport yourself back in time to kill sarah connor when she was a baby you ask i don't know these are all good all good questions but uh you know it wouldn't be a movie then if you did that um yeah time heist time heist that's all i'm saying so yeah let's let's get into some of the shit uh that went on this week because you know, not a ton of news, but there were certainly um, interest stories, you know, f- kind of kind of human interest pieces and other things. And, of course, uh, Jen Psaki sticking her foot in her mouth. Um, but real quick, up top, we wanted to bring you the most important news, you know, since it is the holiday season. Um, oh, yeah, this is crazy. And, you know, Christmas uh, fever has begun uh, with Christmas fever and Christmas spirit. We always also get the war on Christmas, which, you know... <laughs> Of course, as good leftists, we we participate in every year, um, and and it appears that we are not the only ones because apparently uh, F- Fox News's fucking like Christmas tree outside of their their studios in New York, um, New York was... City, they, they're headquartered in New York City. I'm surprised their headquarters isn't like you know. I believe they are. Shakespeare, Alabama. (laughs) I know, right? Well, yeah, I know. Just like they, you know, all talk about how they're uh, anti-vaccine mandate, even though the network mandates that everyone who works in studio has to be vaccinated. You know, it's just the typical bullshit uh, posturing that they do. But um, yeah, so it looks like their Christmas tree was on fucking fire this week. Um, And (laughs) we actually have a clip of the, the news story along with a reaction of a loyal Fox News viewer so we want to play that for you and then we'll uh we'll come back and we'll chat about it a little yeah, more. yeah I, I need to know what to think about this so I, I i want to get some uh some fox news viewer perspective yeah absolutely all right a bit of breaking news for you tonight you're looking at live images uh this is the fox square in new york outside of fox headquarters it appears that our giant christmas tree there just a couple of minutes ago was completely engulfed in flames look at that I told you there was a war on Christmas and you didn't want to believe me. First, it started with the Starbucks holiday cups and and we said everything. Now they're lighting the damn Christmas trees on fire. Who's doing this, huh? Because I want a name. Because you're about to be in a in a world of pain. I know it was probably Antifa, no doubt. They put one match to it and the damn thing went up like... Uh, Uncle Lewis, and uh, I don't know. Rem- I don't remember what the movie was, but it was Christmas, and they were on vacation. But I digest. <laughs> I digest. Where's this end, huh? What's next? They gonna go <clears throat> cow tipping and all the nativity scenes now? They gonna replace all the coal and people stockings with renewable energy? They gonna light a bag of poop on fire while they're caroling on your doorstep and film it for TikTok? Not on my watch. So today, I'm gonna raise my emotional support beard all the Christmas trees out there. It uh, big and tall, it don't matter. Skinny, thick. I'm raising this for you. 
Because I stand... I stand for the flag. And I kneel for the cross. And I'm more than willing to don my gay apparel for a Christmas tree. So here's to you... <laughs> Tony, Tony, go get my gay apparel out of the closet, <laughs> out of the closet. <laughs> so for those of you who haven't, haven't seen that, uh, he's the, the, the slight echo. He's not sitting in his SUV or pickup truck. He's uh, standing in his, in his garage, very drunk, uh, which is where, you know, in the wintertime, uh, if you are, you know, live a, a rural existence, uh, the place you smoke your cigarettes is out in your garage because that's right. somehow, you know, better than smoking in your house. So, um, yeah. Fawn, Unless you have a Fawn. fancy finished garage and then, you, <laughs> and you fucking have to go freeze your ass off outside to smoke. Yeah. No, I've, se- I've seen, I've seen, I mean, I came from a, a rural upbringings, you know, and, mm-hmm. and occasionally when I'm back in uh, the home state, the motherland, uh, the mitten, I, you know, I'll, I'll see how things have uh, not evolved in the last four <laughs> right. years and people have like, like turning your barn or your pole barn or your garage into like, you know, your little mini uh, sort of, um, what do they, uh, what, what was the word for uh, illegal bars back during prohibition? Speakeasy. Yes, exactly. Like having your own little like sort of a bar yeah. built out of your garage is like a thing. You know, it's a thing here in Chicago too. Like every we have the alleys here, so everyone has like a little tiny garage behind their house on an alley, right? And people turn it into they have like I've seen I've biked down alleys in the city where people have like you know a sixty inch plasma screen TV in their fucking garage, and there's like ten people just sitting in lawn chairs in the garage. It's like. Why don't you just go in your house? <laughs> like, why would you want to sit in the fucking... Go- yeah. Anyway, I guess it's just fucking cigarettes, apparently. Cigarettes. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, and that was, of course, our friend Brent uh, on Twitter, who always has a always has a video for every for every situation that that requires it um but but yeah so i wonder if someone lit the tree on fire if it just was like yeah, they shoddily did. they did it, it, it had to because like modern wiring is not you know like the, the whole like oh your christmas tree is a tinderbox well, like i mean it was the lights were on it as it was on fire so clearly right. the lights didn't short out but yeah well i mean you heard him you heard him it was an, it was antifa antifa right of course tifa Tifa, not Antifa, Antifa. Someone had to have lit, uh, lit it on fire. But yeah, no, Fox Fox News' headquarters are in New York. They're the, well, it's, I think it's because News Corp is headquartered in New York, which is Rupert Murdoch's, or I, formerly, I guess, Rupert Murdoch's company. Um, so they, they, I believe that they use the same building for their studios. It's like right, uh, I want to say it's like right near Times Square. It, it's it's like right in dead center of Manhattan. It's so it, it's 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 in the it's in the heart of you know liberal America. Uh, so it's really funny, <laughs> right? The elitist uh, right. East Coast, and the, and they get along great with those people. So you know, despite the fact that they claim that they all hate each other, they you know they go to the same places, they all eat at the same restaurants, they right you know do the same shit. But um, well, did you, I didn't watch any of this Alec Baldwin interview. I don't even know if it's aired yet, but I just saw like the the oh, the sixty minutes or whatever Trending. yeah and he's like well i didn't i didn't pull the trigger the gun just went off right but when when they when they quoted it in the headlines they just said i didn't pull the trigger so of course all the fox news idiots are like well the who did pull the trigger then is he trying like trying to pretend right. like as though he was saying somebody else pulled the trigger right because they're all convinced they're gun experts and they all think that 
guns never misfire on their own. Right. right. Well, that's a possible gun can't go off on can... its own. Right. You can go on YouTube and look up like hundreds of video compilations of people playing with guns and then the gun just goes off and fucking shoots somebody and they're like, they have no idea what the fuck just happened. There's there's the the fucking remember the the video of that cop, um he was like a, a black cop with dreads and he's he like a school like, resource officer or yeah, whatever and he's like displaying the guns in, in a classroom and the gun just goes off and fucking shoots himself in the foot and he pretends like nothing happened and he's not <laughs> bleeding out of his foot and sets it down and then picks up like an assault rifle and people are like no 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 because they're convinced he's gonna fucking shoot this gun too after he's ignoring the fact that he just shot himself in the foot without pulling without even pulling the trigger so this notion that like guns never go off on their own like it, the, the one of the guns on that fucking rust film set with alec baldwin already went off on its own earlier that week that's how often this shit happens right right and they they had multiple incidents on the set of that movie yeah. where, with with like lack safety and the people that were in charge of the props that were like just you know it it, it was a disaster from from beginning to end so um yeah it, it it's it's preposterous but uh uh what was i even gonna say yeah so uh we we should get into uh the the stuff we wanted to hit this week because (sighs) the the thing that i think made everybody's blood boil um was this this excerpt from uh one of jen psaki's uh press conferences that she does with the media um and you know obviously right now we're in a situation where this uh omic i always fucking say omicron 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 it's a greek it's a greek letter uh omicron I say omicron but i know it's omicron right i, right. I feel like there, there should be a, a an r where there right. isn't so. because we we all transform our brain and omicron sounds like a decepticon and omicron <laughs> sounds like fucking nothing um but no so yeah uh omicron is 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 quickly fucking gonna escalate and take and become the dominant strain in the u.s uh overtaking the delta variant because it's like when you look at like the charts in south africa of like how quickly it took the delta variant to become the dominant strain versus omicron it's like a straight line up for omicron it's just very transmissible it's a lot more uh easily uh you know spread and because of that it quickly becomes the dominant strain uh for infections in 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 whatever country it's in and of course you know once it's one place it's every place because we do like zero actual due diligence for travelers coming in and, you know, people quarantining or any of that shit. We've just completely thrown our hands up as a country uh, for any of this shit. So um, it's going to be, you know, everywhere. And then if you get COVID, you're going to have the Omicron variant. Uh, So, you know, rightfully the meat and, and again, but I I don't want to like freak people out, you know, obviously it's still early. They're still doing studies on how effective the vaccines are against it. Like they're saying that the Pfizer vaccine is probably going to be less effective against infection. I think they're probably still going to give you good protection against serious uh, uh, symptomatic cases, which is really what the vaccines have been, you know, good for from the beginning. Um, And, you know, they're still going to, they're still doing studies on that, but um, it, it, it still remains to be seen, you know, how effective they're going to be against it. So, you know, obviously people are like, Hey, you know, at the very least, since you, you know, to Jim Psaki, uh, since you guys aren't even like remotely discussing any kind of other, you know, measures of lockdowns or, you know, mandates, anything, um, or, or even stimulus checks, God forbid, since we're still dealing with the same 
well, shit that uh, we've been dealing with. We already and, getting two thousand dollars a month each. Like right, what else of course. do you need? What, what else do we mean? Right. What, what else do people want? I mean, want? that's the reason why there's a fucking labor shortage because everyone's living high on the hog of two grand a month. Right. Everyone's ever. That's why no one wants to work. Everyone's living on that 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 unemployment which ended like six months ago uh, that nobody gets anymore. Um, but yeah, so you know, people were asking uh, Jim Psaki like, "Hey, uh, why don't you just send tests to everybody in the country?" Because that's you know, uh, a common sense thing that like if the government just, you know, uh, bought, you know, because of course, God forbid, they just, you know, manufacture something on their own. They have to do a public private partnership. But even if they just bought, you know, five billion tests from, you know, whoever makes it Abbott or whoever and just sent them out to every American, either on demand or, you know, seven a week or five or whatever, whatever the whatever the amount is, just so people can test themselves every day or test themselves before they're going to go to a place where they're going to be around other people or just test themselves if they think they might be sick. Right. <laughs> At but, the very but, least, I mean, literally they're, you know, in almost every country in Europe has some form of free or it, it basically free uh, testing available, like rapid at-home testing because people don't have fucking time to go to a place to get tested. Like that's a, that's a, that's a chore. Like if you have work, and you work all day and then you come home and you have like, you know, if you, you're not going to want to go wait at CVS, wait in the fucking either in the drive through testing and then get your results back two days later or go in the little fucking rapid testing huts, you know, wait to get tested, sit there for 30 minutes while your result comes in. It's much easier uh, to just buy one of those at home swab kits, which I'm, I'm sure a lot of us have used. I used it um swab your nose and then 15 minutes later yeah. fucking check the result it's great yeah, it's you, like you take the test and you go out to your garage and smoke mm. a cigarette and <laughs> drink your emotional support beer and you come back and find right. out if you have covert or not <laughs> right it, it's it's <laughs> exactly it's uh no and it's it's amazing and um but god forbid you know of course this administration gave two companies in this country uh uh basically a monopoly or you know a duopoly on uh, COVID tests. So only two companies make this. So therefore they charge $25 a box for the fucking Binax test, which is the only one of the two that actually even is, you know, decently effective. I think it's like 84% accurate. Um, you know, which is, which is good enough. Uh, and it, they're impossible to find because, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this a couple times in the show, but at one point when the vaccines first started rolling out, Abbott, had an overstock of the the binax tests and they destroyed millions of boxes of it because they wanted to create an artificial scarcity and uh, it's like this is public knowledge and they just fucking did it and they faced no consequences whatsoever um and that's america and literally abbott the exact same company who makes binax that sells for 25 dollars here in the u.s uh sells that exact same test under a different name in europe for four dollars a box which, you know, is a lot more affordable. Uh, and it's just because the U.S. has no regulations whatsoever. No fucking constraints on on just the, the disgusting accumulation of wealth in this country. Well, we so, have regulations at the FDA that are preventing us from sending out covid tests that was right so so yeah all right so let's let's play pisaki's clip and then we'll we'll chat a little bit more about it. But this obviously made everyone's blood boil this week. 
Look at what we've done over the course of time. We've quadrupled the size of our testing plan. We've cut the cost significantly over the past few months. And this effort to uh, to push uh, to ensure insurers are you're able to get your your tests uh, refunded means 150 million Americans will be able to get free tests. Though. Why not just make them free and give them out to, and have them available everywhere? Should we just send one to every American? Maybe. Then, then what? Ha then what happens if you if every American has one test? How much does that cost? And then what happens after that? All I know is that other countries seem to be making them available for in greater quantities for less money. Well, I think we share the same objective, which is to make them less expensive and more accessible, right? Uh, every country is going to do that differently. And I was just noting that, again, our tests go through the FDA approval process. That's not the same. Should we, should we just give everyone a test? Should we just send everyone a test for free? Yes, you fucking should. That's the whole point, you stupid motherfucker. Like, How that are we is literally. To get a test to 325 billion americans million i don't even know how many people we have in this fucking country when uh, clearly there's no money left over after we give you know what would what we just approve another hundred million dollars in weapons to saudi arabia like right what, what your, do we do get your priorities straight okay what do you think we just passed another 768 billion dollars you want to send military? a billion fucking missiles to saudi arabia <clears throat> make up your mind and what you want americans because clearly the heartland and the heartland of America, people are united, city, rural, whatever. We all agree that we should be spending the majority of our military aid to dictatorships like Saudi Arabia. That's just we all can agree on that. Right. I, I mean, and, and it's just it's just so fucking infuriating the way she just like, wh what do you want us to just say? Yes, that's literally what we've been saying. And that's what fucking Biden said on the campaign trail, that he was going to send tests to every American. He said that multiple times. Of course, you know, nothing he fucking said was true. But it, 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 remember it, when he cured cancer? Do you remember right. when Joe Biden was elected in office and he cured cancer the way that he claimed he would? Right, on the campaign trail. When he was running against Bernie. Remember when they God told Trump. us? Remember when they told us that Medicare for all was was a fucking you know leftist pipe dream fantasy, right? But, but Joe Biden saying that he would cure cancer. Oh yeah, I mean, just you know wave it off. Don't worry. He's he doesn't really mean it. He doesn't actually mean he's literally going to cure cancer the way that Bernie Sanders literally wants to ban private health insurance. And but you know and this is this is the insidiousness of capitalism because you know Jen Psaki. I'm sure she's book smart. They purposely find the dimmest bulbs imaginable to put into these roles because it's just it takes a, a truly unimaginative person, you know, in this role or in like a cable news host role to just look at a, a problem that has a very simple solution and then just act flippantly like disgusted by the notion that you would do the simple and obvious thing, you know, for the good of the community or for the good of the people like, you know, for the good of the collective. Um it, like it's not even it's not even something that even has has been broached in the fucking white house based on the way she she says that and again it's literally happening in all of these other capitalist fucking countries in europe like none of these countries are like raging socialist or communist countries like for the most part uh and the, this idea that like what are we just gonna say where's the money you're the fucking government you stupid fuck like just it, it, it's made up just fucking just print type it. another zero into the computer and it's there that's yeah, all you, can you, do. you literally do that literally. all the time to fucking you know manipulate the markets and manipulate but, Anthony, you know, the Fed. What, if, what if we send out a, a covid test kit to 300 million americans and then not all of them end up using the test kit 
what a waste of money. Like, I mean, like <laughs> right. you're going to tell me you want to give insurance to 300 million people and some of them might not even get sick. What, what, right. what kind of waste is that? I right. mean, why even, why even have insurance if that's the way it's going to work? If people aren't going to get sick after right. we even fucking insure them, how right. does, but, how, what, how ungrateful do you have to be to not even go to the doctor every day after you're insured? It's so, out of both sides of their mouth. And and she said, and you know. you, I don't know if you heard in that clip, she said, you know, well, and, you know, 150 million Americans will have access to it, which is the 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 amount of people that are, are privately insured in this country. So she what, what she's literally saying is like, hey, you person that, you know, lives paycheck to paycheck and doesn't have, you know, fucking, uh, you know, <laughs> an extra 20 bucks a week to, to, you know, spend on on frivolities like. Oh yeah, go buy these tests, which are twenty five dollars a box for two tests. Um, you have a family of four. You have a family of five. Uh, I hope you have you know sixty dollars to buy fucking three boxes of this this test. Um, and then you can then submit that receipt to your insurance company, and they'll reimburse you. And we all know how much re- uh, insurance companies love to be quick and prompt, quick and prompt with their reimbursements when it comes to out-of-pocket expenses and things that they don't cover up front. They're they're great about that. And we all know how easy they make the forms fill, to fill out when you need a reimbursement from them. Um, great, very easy to deal with. So obviously that's going to be great for everybody and something everyone has time to do. Well, and I love that, that NPR, uh, the White House press correspondent for NPR, Mara li- Liaison. It looks like your last name is Liaison. It's L I A S S O N NPR NPR, who is state run media. Right. Um, w- was the one who was hammering her on this. So clearly like, you know, we're not talking about some left wing right. <laughs> organization here. Um, but because it was NPR, obviously <clears throat> that lends to the credibility in liberal circles. And Pisaki has been getting fucking hammered on this. So she just tweeted out just, just uh let's see just yesterday <laughs> oh yeah i saw this mealy mouth we are, we are sending out. 50 million free tests starting this month to convenient locations like health centers and community sites and we will continue to do more over the coming months yeah hey go to a public site with a bunch of other people that may or may not have covid to pick up your free covid test they'll have to wait in line <laughs> yeah. for and maybe you'll get one or two boxes just fucking send it to people use the fucking u.s postal service which, you know, certainly could use the money and certainly could use the fuck like just fucking fund a program that you literally just on a recurring weekly basis send every family, you know, five tests a week or five boxes of two tests each, you know, or, you know, per person, send a, send five tests per person a week, whatever, whatever it fucking is. Just say, all right, well, here's the average that you may need to go out is five times a week, whatever it is like just fucking send it to people like this it, is so I mean, not complicated literally it's it's like if, if you can get samples of tide out to every american in their <laughs> right. fucking mailbox like laundry detergent <clears throat> to clean your clothes it's free it's how did this corporation manage that <laughs> how did how, how did the tide laundry detergent company or whoever owns them or whatever subsidiary they're part of who knows uh manage to to work that out um, listen if columbia multiple- house can send me 12 cds for like 15 cents oh it was uh, a penny the- remember remember <laughs> <laughs> 12 cds for a penny and then they just start sending them after that so i was like i, I didn't know i needed this many they, they, they really gotta they really gotta do like a documentary on how they fucking stayed in business for as long as they did that idiotic business the, model. the only thing that killed columbia house was the fact that 
like MP3s, but CDs, MP3s right? CD. <laughs> <laughs> they just had a warehouse and they were just like fucking printing them and just you know. Because I never, pay, I never paid them anything like more outside of whatever the 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 initial like you sent in, you know, the check for fucking right. Like fifteen the compact cents or whatever. Impresario of the world was just like I've got so many, <laughs> so many things fucking laying around. You know they're going to be obsolete in less than eight years. We just got to get rid of them. Somehow. That's see, that's like, what Abbott should have did with all their excess <laughs> tests just at like a Columbia house of, oh, of right. COVID tests. Like exactly. just fucking. T- oh, there's probably warehouses full of COVID tests that will never be used, sitting oh, there yeah. on a shelf. They'll expire. Out. And eventually you'll be like, oh, remember remember that COVID thing that happened? Well, we have, uh, you know, a quarter of a billion fucking tests in a warehouse, you know, in this this temperature controlled <laughs> warehouse. And we have nowhere to let's we'll just dump them in the ocean. Just It'll, dump them in the fucking ocean. Because right. that's where else you get to put it. Just throw it in the ocean. That's like when they found that like landfill full of the that ET NES game. Like it was like the worst game ever made. Like they had no idea what to do with it, so they just brought like literally right. hundreds of thousands of copies of it to this oh, landfill. The fucking nerds that were like, we have to find it. And they made a whole documentary film right. about the nerds <laughs> who wanted to go find, like dig up the E.T. game. I'm like, get a fucking life. Digging through fucking yeah, town dumps. Or well, it's an urban legend. We want to figure out if it's true or not. And they spent like millions of dollars to dig through this old land. To find the literally the worst game ever made. <laughs> like one of the and worst found, games ever they made. They found like, supposedly there was like millions of copies of this games dumped in this fucking hole uh and buried and they found like i think maybe one or two of them mm-hmm. and it was like yay we found the thing it's like wh- nobody cares <laughs> nobody fucking cares i watched the documentary and i still didn't care right which is it's saying something to watch a full documentary and not give a fuck about the subject by the end of it um like, I, I cared more about the developers who were being like crushed under the weight of this corporate deadline uh, to make a game that, like, you know, they showed us Spielberg, and he was like, "Okay, whatever." <laughs> right, you didn't give a fuck. Like, like that was that was more interesting than the fucking, you know, digging through the trash looking for the goddamn thing. Right, absolutely. Um, yeah, and and you know, movie tie-in games have historically always been bad for that reason because they're they're under developmental crunch and they don't have typically they don't have like a ton of access to the plot up until late in yeah. the process. So it's, it's always almost always turns into a fucking shit show. There's very few movie. Did you games watch, that have been um, Netflix had another, uh, like an <clears throat> overall video game documentary series. And, um, they kind of focused on like different elements of video game development. And they, I, I love that. Like when they, um, in the eighties, when they went to, joe madden to say like well we don't have the the technology can't do like a full john fo- football game john what who john madden john madden what i say joe joe madden? madden joe madden's uh 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 good charlotte i think whatever but yeah, yeah madden football madden <laughs> Fo- they don't put his first name on it so that's whatever right 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 and they wanted to do like a uh what was it like seven on seven football game right put, put his name on it and he was like no it's not football like come, come back to me in 10 years when you have the technology right <laughs> so i love the like for as many things as he put his fucking name on you know fucking shitty beer just all this stuff like he would not endorse a video game with his name on it <laughs> until they had the right. technology he could have cashed in you know six seven years earlier and he was just like no sorry right <laughs> like, and they still like, make it and it's still you know yeah it was fucking i i just i literally just on because they had a fucking sale for like uh black friday weekend at uh target for, it was like 25 bucks for this uh this year's version of madden so i fucking picked it up 
Yeah. But uh, no, yeah, it's it's good. It's I just uh, love, like just the weird places that people find the moral courage to say no to money just for this like <laughs> right. thing that like most people would never even fucking care about. Well, so I'll put my name on fucking anything except for you know, <laughs> <laughs> except for beer koozies. That's where I draw. The you can line. water down this Bud Light and I'll fucking endorse it, but you cannot water down a fucking. There wasn't even a football game in existence yet. That's the thing. It's like right. nobody would nobody would have complained. <laughs> right. So. I don't. Th- uh, Tecmo Bowl, maybe it existed, but it wasn't like a real. I mean, it was like you know, it was it was the the most arcadey, yeah, like version <laughs> of a football, you know, um, yeah, but yeah. So fuck Jim Psaki, she's a piece of shit. She is just, and again, this shows you just like the 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 tone and tenor of this administration is always just like fuck you, lol. You actually thought we would do anything to help you, fucking peasants. Like that's just the 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 tone that these 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 fucking monsters take when it comes to everything and it's you know it's top to bottom it's 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 biden it's kamala uh and you know she, her, this week she had another fucking interesting uh news cycle which of course you know led bluetooth to, gate yeah <laughs> which you know it, it annoys me when things like this happen because number on one hand it's always funny to see these like uh, you know stories about how how much the her her you know administrations melting down or you know the people around her fucking hate her but it also gives fuel to these just total bad faith uh fucking losers in media and in you know the k-hive who love to pretend that like because she's a woman that's why she's getting these stories written about her when in reality it's because she's a psychopath and everyone around her uh hates her guts and it can't wait to run to the media I mean, it's the same thing that happened with Trump. He he didn't ingratiate himself to the people around him, so they had you know the loosest lips of any administration in modern history. And I think we're seeing a lot of the same shit with Kamala's people because, like you know, as we said, you know, going into this election, she's a fucking psycho. She's a cop. She's always been a psycho. Um, and I think it's been proven true. But what? So what? What are the broad strokes of this? The the Bluetooth gate or the Bluetooth uh, story? So. I don't I think Politico ran this originally and it, but it was like aggregated from some other right wing blog that they incorporated. And it's just it's like they made a huge deal out of the fact that she uses headphones that aren't Bluetooth. It's just, you know, fucking wire that runs from your phone or from your right. whatever to your ears. And they said that she's Bluetooth phobic <laughs> and. You know, just just as a security thing, like Bluetooth, anything is Bluetooth can be hacked really easily. Like, there's a reason why if you go to a cafe, or back when we used to go to cafes, uh, and you went on a public Wi-Fi network, you know, it's it's like don't ever don't ever log into your bank account on a public Wi-Fi network. Like, you're just asking to be hacked from that right. shit, right? Anyone else that's and, on that and, network like, can get in, there. right? And if you're any kind of, you know like it, anything that's that's bluetooth that's not encrypted can be hacked right and even if it's just you know you're listening to shit on your you know i'm assuming if you're vice president you have fucking speakers in that you know people call you on your phone and you answer with you know fucking shit in your ears and you're listening to things that, that are sensitive you wouldn't want someone to be able to hack that so whether she's Bluetooth phobic or just doing it as a security thing, it, it was basically a non-issue is the point. Like it's, it right. was a non-issue, but it becomes this thing where all of her defenders can jump on it and be like, look at this frivolous thing. I use, he- <laughs> right. you know, I was like, 
this is honestly like the most relatable thing about her maybe that I've heard, but it almost seems like this is, this was put out to deliberately be a distraction from all the terrible policy positions uh, that she has and just how much reporting has been done on how, you know, her, like all of her staff is quitting, you know, she has no staff retention and it got to the point where one of her Which is people, not frivolous, by the way. They try to pretend that shit's frivolous, and that's not right. frivolous because that's a reflection. Because all Biden's people aren't quitting like crazy. Right. Right. And the thing is, like, this didn't start when she became VP. This has always been a problem for her. And it's been reported on her entire career how she just does not no one wants to work for her because she's like you said, she's a psychopath. Like she's right. she's she basically doesn't tolerate criticism. She abuses her staff you know right. the, the so she had um one of one of the people that works for her uh put out a tweet who people immediately wondered if he had like she had like a gun to his head <laughs> and forced him to do this his name <laughs> is david guy. david gins david gins <laughs> is uh deputy director of operations for vp uh vp harris previously georgia democrat joe biden Civis Analytics, Victory Fund, SFRC Dems, and Senator Mendez. And he has a little rainbow flag emoji. All views my own. That's all from his Twitter bio, obviously. And he tweeted out, hi, period. <laughs> Not hi, comma, and then right. continue, but just hi, period. My name is David Gins, period. I work for Vice President Harris on behalf of the American people, as deputy director of operations and absolutely love my job. Just, just thought some of you should know. And then there's a smiley emoji and Not people picture. were people like overwhelming. All the replies were like, uh, blink twice. If you need help. <laughs> right. It's Kamala Harris standing just off screen with a gun to a puppy's head. Like just, just fucking tweet it. Just fuck. it literally like, cause he's sitting in front of his computer. It looks like he had, tw- he was like tweeting it at that point. When he when he when he tweeted it out, and if that was the case, it would have been <laughs> hilarious because he looked like he was in a fucking like a hostage situation. Like there was a guy with a gun under the yeah. desk. Like, yeah, it, it, he's like staring straight ahead, like back out. perfectly upright. Like, <laughs> is this how you want me to pose? Like, don't make eye contact. Picture of you. uncomfortability, right? Yeah, and then on the wall, there's a, there's a picture of Kamala Harris on his office wall. Who has a picture of their boss on their office wall? Well, it's right but outside picture, of her office, which is even more bizarre. Like, why would you want a picture of yourself outside of your but office? But I don't know if you noticed, but it's a the picture is Kamala Harris and Joe uh, fucking Pompeo, Mike Pompeo. I, why do I keep saying Joe in front of everyone's name? <laughs> <laughs> everyone's name's fucking Joe from now on. You fucking get the message. Yeah, so it's it's fucking <laughs> Kamala with with Mike Pompeo framed on her office wall, right. like. <laughs> <laughs> just what 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 a fucking beacon of of good decision making that you that you want to emulate while you're in the uh the role of, of vice president i mean yeah mike pompeo first person that comes to mind yeah no she she's a psychopath but it, it's just yeah that was that was hilarious this week um and yeah you know she, her her entire vice presidency has been a disaster that you sent me a clip uh of her uh some it basically i think it's kind of some low lights of of her time as 
VP and as candidate. Uh, yeah. So they like because she did so bad on the border thing. Like they, she feels like they just threw under the bus on the border, and they're like, "Hey, go down to Guatemala," and then they're like, "Why don't you go to the border?" And she's like, "Well, I haven't been to Europe," and like that whole right. thing. And then it was like, "Well, we're going to be compassionate to refugees," and then she goes down there and says, "Do not come, do not come to the border." Um, Which apparently Biden didn't even know she was going to say. Like their people were like, "What the fuck." is she doing like what? <laughs> right right so so her this is like they've been trying to get out from under how just uncaring and unsympathetic she is or seems to be um so she, this is a clip of her you know finally understanding the assignment apparently and you know trying to very aggressively feign concern for the real cause of where these refugees are coming from, but of course never connects the dots that it's U.S. foreign policy that created most of these conditions. So, uh, yeah, let her roll. People who are fleeing murder capitals of the world. There are children who are fleeing murder capitals of the world who have fled, most of them, murder capitals of the world. We have families that are fleeing murder capitals of the world. A mother who pays a coyote. Imagine a mother who makes a decision to pay a coyote. When a mother pays a coyote, often through a caravan, with a coyote even, to transport her child through their country of origin, through the entire country of Mexico, of traveling through the entire country of Mexico, to transport her child across the entire country of Mexico, through the entire country of Mexico. It was safer for them to take that trek through Mexico. Facing unknown peril. Facing unknown peril. Facing unknown peril. In what they know could be a perilous journey. We have always presented ourselves as being a nation of strength with strong arms. The strong arms of of America. Part of the strength of our nation is supposed to be that we have strong arms. That when people are fleeing harm, we will embrace them. Which will embrace and protect anyone fleeing or facing harm should be here to to receive anyone who is fleeing harm so uh, two quick things uh yeah. no, number one she should... i want to be clear oh, to Whoa. folks in... so gone that was weird <laughs> um two things number one she needs to get uh the money back that she paid for acting classes because just awful <laughs> awful line delivery almost every single time and and I, I'm, not, I'm very surprised she's taking the problem of uh vampires in santa carla seriously because she keeps talking about the, mur- the murder capital of the world uh and clearly clearly she's seen uh lost boys a time or two well, because... i mean obviously there's you know you can't be the murder capital if there's not multiple murder capitals of the world you know <laughs> right like no there can only be one murder capital of the world that's the way that <laughs> that's kind of I mean, how you, you could have multiple murder capitals of countries but right. not, no yeah right through the um, entire country of mexico anthony the entire country <laughs> i don't know how you measure that like uh yeah no that's that's probably just bullshit um yeah and you know it, it just yeah it just she's very bad at this she's very bad at this guy she's never going to become president that's the the silver lining is even if they do foist her upon us in 2024 or a, a combo ticket with her and pete she's never going to become president because nobody's going to fucking vote for her she's going to get trounced by whatever clown that the republicans put forth um which which is horrifying because if we have another if we have I president desantis we'll be 
<laughs> if, if for whatever like random reason Trump doesn't win, uh, doesn't run rather, uh, and oh, I think it's his race to lose because I think he's, he's easily old. the front he's runner running, right now. He's running right now. I mean, I mean, <laughs> if he you know eats one too many fillet of fishes and drops dead of a heart attack, uh, it, for whatever reason, if he doesn't run, uh, she's going to lose to whoever they run. But she certainly yeah. is going to get trounced by him, and uh, they're going to deserve it because they just never fucking they they fail to ever uh do anything you know to even maintain their 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 unearned uh image as the party you know that cares more about you than the republicans they do nothing to even maintain the facade of that image and they're gonna get everything they deserve they decide to run her or or run i mean she's worried about the murder capitals you know that's that's you know how do you sell the murder capitals lock them up lock up the murder capitals put them in jail i love how she she like tries to uh, you know pronounce coyote coyote is coyote right but she like she only pronounces like the first part of it in spanish coyote she said right coyote yeah it's like that's like either pronounce all of it in spanish or all of it in english because otherwise you just sound like my fucking mother who visited italy for six months and now has to like badly over pronounce every italian word she bonjourno knows. son <laughs> right it, like uh, who are you trying to impress here nobody like and you know the funny thing is because she's such a lunatic like nobody in her staff would dare correct her, even though I'm sure there's somebody there that's like, "Hey, you're not saying that right. You look, you look dumb. Like you look like you look like W trying to pronounce a word like in another language." Well, you know, Ian Sams was her comm director, who famously tweeted out, "Did Bernie Sanders just call Hawaii the most diverse state? It's only 2.5 percent black." <laughs> yeah, as a black woman, right. you want to hire that white guy as your communications director, right? Right. Fucking ignorant. Right. Unreal um yeah so you know she she's she's a disaster as per usual um but you know speaking of disasters we had one more big story we wanted to hit uh this week because fredo <laughs> we'd of course talked about our good buddy fredo uh i'll throw you down the stairs chris chris cuomo uh and his his suspension uh as of last week i believe he, he was suspended by cnn uh because new details had come forward uh detailing his involvement uh, with his brother's smear campaign of all these sexual harassment victims uh, that worked under him during his time as governor of New York. Um, alleged, alleged sexual harassment victims. It's, right. It's, it hasn't gone to court yet. Right, right. No, the 30 whatever that came forward, all all alleged. Um, but yeah, so Chris Cuomo, um, you know, and he had lied multiple times in, in public about how he's not going to advise his brother. He's going to stay neutral. Um, and, you know, a lot of people have pointed out, even if that was all true, the fact that he didn't recuse himself and invite another journalist on to show to cover the very serious allegations against the, his brother, who is the sitting governor of, you know, the most populous state in the country, um, was in and of itself a dereliction of journalistic integrity. Well, I mean, they, they did do that to an extent, but they basically they offered Chris Chris Cuomo leave of absence to go help out his sex pest brother. <laughs> right. Right. They gave him an out, and he was like, "No, no, no! It'll be fine. Right? It'll be he's, fine." Like his brother, he's an arrogant fucking prick who thinks right. that, like, you know, not, the rules don't apply to them. Um, so, and- the, it, so he he didn't get fired because he did this, and it was totally unethical. He did this totally with the knowledge of the heads of CNN. What he did was then lie to the heads of CNN about it, and he got caught. And when 
he uh, was under suspension, they were still investigating him, and CNN hired a law firm to investigate, and they found additional text messages that he didn't think they were going to find that showed to the extent. So I'm guessing that like that means that he had to turn over his phone, right? And he thought, well, they'll just look at my text to my brother. But I right. guarantee he was texting some kind of third party to send those messages to his brother. So he was like, oh, they'll never check this person's text that I sent. And there are literally him, texts where he was like, you know, I think I, I think in regards to this specific allegation, we could certainly victim blame because this person did X, Y. Like, just over and over again, just like the most incriminating fucking text right. you can imagine. But, but the thing he did, I mean, the thing he did that it should be criminal and should absolutely be inmate termination was he used the media resources of CNN right. to, in, to investigate and stalk the accusers of his brother. Right. Right. That's like, that's like the police using their database to look up your home address because they want to personally stalk and kidnap you. Right. right. Like that, that's, I mean, and, and, and <laughs> so they fire him. And then I see this headline and I got a couple of things to read from this after this mm-hmm. headline. Chris Cuomo is planning to sue CNN <laughs> if it doesn't pay him $18 million remaining on his contract, wow. reports say. Fucking wow. piece of shit. So listen, listen to this. Doc, can you imagine paying that fuck any amount of money to do uh, that? They are not going to pay him a dime, and they will. They CNN will spend fifty million dollars to not pay him that eighteen million, right? Because he's already pissed off the head of that company, and they will go to the mat and they will spend every fucking penny they have to to not pay him. And then when he loses, they'll counter sue him for the money they spent. That's how that's how counter suits work. Is when you right. get sued, when somebody sues you and you lose you, you, to defend yourself, you can then counter sue them for the money you spent defending recover, yourself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so he's which, gotta, which would be hilarious. Right. Really even if he, even that. if he drops the suit, they'll still counter sue him for the money they spent. One time I'm ever point. rooting for CNN oh, <laughs> in this one case. Absolutely. So I just want to read this. This is, this is hilarious. <laughs> and I, and I, I clipped out, I moved around some of the paragraphs here to, for, for effect, but it, it all, should flow well. Uh, Chris Cuomo hired a lawyer to sue CNN for $18 million, the remaining value of his former contract with the network, several reports said. On Saturday night, CNN announced that it had fired Cuomo, its top primetime anchor, in light of new information about how he helped his brother, former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, fight sexual harassment allegations. Documents from the New York Attorney General's office showed that Chris Cuomo's efforts went further than he had initially claimed. It included using media sources to learn more about one of his brother's accusers. I guarantee it's more than just one. Citing unnamed sources, both the New York Post and Matt Baloney of the tech and media-focused outlet Puck News reported Monday that Chris Cuomo has hired lawyer Brian Friedman. Brian Friedman is a high-profile entertainment lawyer. His firm, Friedman and Tatelman, Friedman and Tatelman? Sure. Do that again. Brian Friedman is a high-profile entertainment lawyer. His firm has handled cases for Kevin Spacey, <laughs> Michael Jackson, oh, great. and Megyn Kelly. Oh, what, what, what a great... But what, that's the, when I look at that oh. client list, I'm like, that's the guy I want defending. Was hey, I need, so, I need a fucking dirtball fuck. lawyer to defend me from this fucking bullshit CNN's doing. <laughs> Anyway, it ends here. Friedman's company did not immediately respond to Insider's request for comment. <laughs> really? I wonder why. Kevin Spacey and Michael Jackson. Jesus oh. Christ. 
I just love how the story gets better every day. Yeah, no, it, it it really is just what a what a fiasco of his own fucking making. And he really could have easily dodged this in so many ways. But it's just that that fucking arrogance of like, nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'm a fucking Cuomo. My dad is royalty in the state. I'm not going to do anything that you people tell me to do. That's right. the fuck. That's what brought him down is right. fucking arrogance. Because well, his brother was a bully and he's trying to like one up his brother. And then he can now like lord over his older brother for the rest of his life at every fucking holiday gathering. He'd be like, I lost my fucking primetime spot trying to pull your ass out of the fucking gut. Like he can just he can hold that over him forever, which is such a fucking power dick move. Right. To, like he can play the victim, which was more important to him and, than his 18 million dollar television right, job. Right. I, I fucking gave up my career for you, brother. And and there's nothing he can say to top that. Right. right. So it's like I can finally, you know, by by, you know, losing my shitty TV show <laughs> for my shitty governor, uh, brother governor. I can now finally have something to fire back at him for all these decades of abuse. <laughs> <laughs> which he does abuse the shit out of it, which is it was oh, always the God. only funny thing about about Andrew Cuomo is how much he would shit on his brother uh, constantly. But so here's Chris Cuomo's tweet, which he he tweeted in response to uh, to to the firing. Um, which just see if you could find any remorse in, in his tweet uh this is now this is not how i want my time at cnn to end but i have already told you why and how i helped my brother so let me now say as disappointing as this is i cannot be more proud of the team at cuomo primetime and the work we did as cnn's number one show in the most competitive time slot <laughs> i owe them all and will miss that group of special people who did really important work i mean he's literally bragging about his ratings in his thing and <laughs> that he doesn't apologize well the, the hilarious part is cnn's most competitive time slot still comes in behind fox and msnbc <laughs> so i don't know who right. he, he's just it, saying you know, like watches really that fucking network like competitive time slot versus other shows on your network so you're right. basically saying you know fuck everyone else who was on there Right. Uh, and the only reason he became higher rated was because of his fucking brother and the COVID bullshit. And that all fell apart. <laughs> so, right. again, perpetually riding the coattails of your older family members. Yeah, it, it's just really it's just really funny and, and sad that he chose to go, <laughs> go out this way. But uh, it, it was the inevitable end for for bullies like the Cuomo's is that they they you know, go out with a thousand knives in their back because they don't do anything to ingratiate themselves to the yeah, people the around knives them. They stuck there themselves. Too. Right. That's, no, that's knives the of their own before. of their own making. <laughs> um, but no, like, look, even if they're from other people, knives that end up in your back are probably because you didn't do the right thing uh, in ingratiating yourselves to the people that are supposed to be helping you. And that's the kind of shit that you see. Is it like, you know, Andrew Cuomo, when he and the allegations about him start coming out and nobody would come forward to defend him in the Democratic Party because he was a fucking prick and they all hated his guts and they were glad to see him taken down, you know, despite the fact that they all, you know, felt the same way about him, about a lot of subjects, Joe Biden included, threw him right under that fucking bus because he didn't do anything to ingratiate himself to anybody. And that's what happens. Right. You're a prick, it, it comes back to you. Well, and that's the difference between somebody who's a born leader and somebody who just wants power. Right. Right. Is it somebody who is a born leader is going to be immensely well, uh, people that will die humble. for you to protect you like that's, right. you know, the, the people who 
you know, are born to lead um, usually don't necessarily want to. It's just that they have the the qualities that inspire people to want to knock on doors for them. People like Bernie Sanders, people like AOC, as much as we have criticism of her, um, you know, still inspire people. And I, I think for the most part, you know, they are um, conscious of how important other people are to their success. Right. right. And that's, that's something that the Kamal Harris's and Andrew Cuomo's like, they don't give it. They have no thanks to give for people who put them in the positions they're in. Right. No, they're just they're like, just, aha, I stepped on you to get to the top, you know, and they always, that, what's, what's that saying? You know, be careful who you, who, what you say to people on the way up, because they're going to be the same people who you you're see, gonna on, see the on the way down. Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. And, and those people are, are all eventually going to go down. <laughs> right. Because it's you know the, the the moral arc of the universe eventually will bend towards you getting fucking That's fired from thing. your cushy job. That's the thing. There's this guy I've been watching on YouTube, um, and he's like mm. a like a right wing Scottish guy who does film reviews, and he's like he has a lot of good insight, but then has like some really big holes in his logic. Where like he he likes a very traditional character arc, right? Like sure. the hero uh, the for all their. The hero has flaws and is inexperienced and over time gradually gets to the point where they, you know, become the hero and win. Right. right. Like we all love that arc of Luke Skywalker, but he hates, you know, Last Jedi because now we see that Luke Skywalker is old and curmudgeony and doesn't want to be a hero. And he's, he's like, oh, these, they're destroying our heroes. It's like, OK, but the thing you forget about a character arc is that an arc implies it goes up. And then goes back down again. Right. <laughs> that you don't always remain the perfect person you were in in that. And you know, I mean, what 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 other uh, former hero fell from grace and and winded up a, a curmudgeonly hermit? Uh, Yoda. <laughs> so <laughs> right. it's like like there's kind of precedent for this, and, right? And, and and you know, and not obviously to, to relitigate like everyone loves to do every tense fucking weeks, uh, the Last Jedi. But yeah, that's literally yeah. Luke is literally fucking Yoda in, in the Last Jedi, and he is literally brought back into. I mean, that that's the crazy thing is he has a fucking arc in that movie that people are like just like oh well, look they ruined Luke Skywalker. Look, he threw the lightsaber away. Yeah, and by the end. He literally he, sacrifices his life and says, and right. I will not be the last Jedi. Like as he's fucking, you know, dying from, from, you know, exhort exertion because he realizes like that Ray had reignited his hope in the Jedi and completely, right. you know, made him fucking like it. it should, I think that's like the most amazing story they've ever told in the star Wars movie, his arc in that movie alone. I mean, I, I, I get the criticism with a lot of the, those new movies, um, especially with like trying to craft the perfect, a perfect antagonist who has no flaws, sure, and has no right. struggle. There's a lot of issues with some of those care. movies. Right. Yeah. But, but the, you know, and, and, you know, as much as I love Mark Hamill, like the fact that he didn't understand the, the, you know, like that whole thing either was because, you know, he just, he wanted to, be Luke Skywalker. He was like, I wanted to have all these other adventures in between I want to that. Pull my laser years. sword out and pew pew. Right. Like that's all. Yeah, he's not. And but I, he's not a writer. He's not. You know. I mean, no. It, it's he's just. Not. I, I well, thought that was, I don't think he understands tragedy, and and part of what makes any story good is the tragedy and the fact that like 
you know, if you got to see, if you want to see every fucking adventure Luke Skywalker had, like, go read all the comic books and all the yeah, novels. There's a ton and all of the great video. fucking expanded universe there. stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's all there. But, uh, you know, it, it's the thing that makes the story compelling is that you're not there for all of it. You're there for the moments when something drastically changed in a character's life. Right. That That's the arc. And whether you want it to be heroic or not. You know, like we we talked for God, we did like three hours of our podcast for each episode of the last season of Game of Thrones. Right. Uh and and we were aghast how much people were like, I don't like how this ended. And it's like this this was because it wasn't I, simplistic, you know, if, A to B story. Thought this point. story had a happy ending, you weren't paying attention. Right. <laughs> like they thought that somehow after all that shit, they were gonna get the Lord of the Rings ending or well, endings. You know, <laughs> but you know what was great about about the way that Luke's character was developed in the second movie? And first of all, he had no real no, choice. We're relitigating this again. No, no. <laughs> I, 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 but no, it, I, I'm going to tie it back into politics because, I, I mean, you see yeah. this in a lot of people who, who are of a similar political ilk to us, who are communists or socialists, who, you know, eventually over time become really fucking bitter when they realize that ultimately there's not a lot that they can do to change and that you see a lot of older communists just really like curmudgeonly bitter um and and the beautiful thing about that is that was kind of the the idea of like yeah we you know for luke it was like yeah well we we crushed the empire but we fucking just became the empire the new republic is just another you know neoliberal capitalist project uh that has these the fucking x-wing fighters going all over the place you know acting as space cops and we became everything that we tried to destroy and it all it took was like one you know, kind of young, like bright eyed fucking visionary to, to really show him that there was something still worth fighting for. It, it, it's, I feel like it's a very realistic, relatable idea that when you are somebody who's young and idealistic and, you know, full of piss and vinegar, that the universe and that it, it just beats you down because it, 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 you really see the, the futility in a lot of ways of fight of rebellion and yeah. fighting back and all this shit. But you know, it, it's always still within you. That that was the the beautiful thing about his arc, I thought, and I thought that was, you know, a, a worthy thing to try to do with a character. And of course, you know, a bunch, especially the right wing fans of the Star Wars universe, uh, just could not grasp that concept because it hurt their little, you know, feeble brains. But anyway, that that was just something I I wanted to mention because I saw well, again. Speaking it was really of uh, this week. losing faith with the cause, and you know, just resigning yourself to you know the way things are and not fighting back not being yeah. a revolutionary yesterday was noam chomsky's 93rd birthday oh, it's a perfect uh, example perfect example um, perfect example uh noam chomsky noted anti-communist um and, and the funny thing is i was recommended to watch a film um starring uh, vigo mortensen called captain fantastic which I don't know why they call it that because there's never a moment in the film that he's referred to as that. But he, uh, Viggo Mortensen grew up off grid in Oregon back in the 60s, 70s, whatever he. In I the movie or in real life? In real life. Oh, okay. In real life. <laughs> so in the movie, he plays a father of like five or six kids who mm-hmm. live off grid who are Marxists and mm-hmm. their mother commits suicide. And it's it's like basically a road trip to go, you know, get her body and bury her, even though like the her family, her older 
you know, parents are like total right wing douchebags. So it's mm-hmm. like, how can we clash, you know, have like Marxists and right wing capitalists, <laughs> right. you know, clashing in a family dynamic. But because he grew up that way and he has those politics in real life. I mean, I don't, want, I don't want to say he's a Marxist, but he's, you know, voted for Jill Stein, Green Party guy. Right. Um, it, he it, like he breathes some really like good authenticity into it. And having lived in Oregon, I can tell you that like the the motif or like the you know living off grid in the mountains and the woods and everything, they they do a really respectful job of portraying this. And like the kids are great too. The young actors, there's like some really young kids and like teenagers, and they all you know act the way the kids really do. And they're also like you know very indoctrinated with Marxism, right? And there's one point on the road trip they have a bus, right? Because of course they have a bus. Uh, they get pulled over by a cop. And to like get out of being in trouble for from the cop for having a tail light out river, they all pretend to be fundamental Christians. It's fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> um, but there's great. one thing in the movie that you know. Ironically, I watched this the day before Noam Chomsky's birthday. In the movie, they celebrate Noam Chomsky's birthday, and I'm like, <laughs> why would a bunch of Marxists celebrate Noam Chomsky, who is has been unabashedly anti-communist and hates Marx? And hates the the revolutionary principles. Does he really? I I, I, yes. I, I, I haven't listened to him enough to, yes. to know. I mean, I Noam Chomsky, know. who you know, noted linguistic linguist linguist linguistic professor. So is I mean, is he? He's anti-imperialist, but also right. anti-communist. He right, which is like, fucking idiotic. You know, it's like Jake Unger hates Antifa or Antifa. Um, same thing, same vibe. Well, like, yes, the, you know, U.S. hegemony is bad, but also so is every other country who has had a revolution and wants to make sure that, you know, everyone can go to the doctor and have a house. Right. So and, and you know, and we talked about this not on air, but like just offline about like some of these kind of cranks you see who I really respected their journalism. People like Max Blumenthal, who do who do great reporting on empire abroad are just their fucking brains are broken because they have no critical uh analysis of actual root causes like they don't they're, they're not anti-capitalist they're just anti-imperialist so because of that they turn into these libertarian left lunatics who are just like you know outright anti-science and think that any kind of you know public health measures and relations to covid are like tyrannical and it's just it's so sad to see them just piss away their fucking journalistic credibility uh, to 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 coddle this oh. this weird audience that they've crafted, you know, they that, decided that you know being a guest on Jimmy Dore was more important than being a journalist. So right. they've just become sycophants to him, and they'll just agree with whatever he says. And he's like the the fucking patient zero for that, who just didn't have enough of an anti capitalist uh, analysis within him uh, to fully you know tie that into his his anti imperialist views. And it's again, he was I think patient zero for that and he's infected a lot of that that right. class of reporters uh, but anthony really don't you realize how much money the pharmaceutical big pharma made so much money off the covid vaccine that's that's the anti-ivermectin <laughs> right Pass it's, me my it's like yeah the, the thing is yes they did but uh one of those two things actually will prevent you from getting covid in most cases and the other one will not right right so right so it's just yeah fucking speaking of covid i i had a couple tweets here i wanted to read um randomly i saw that homeschooling was trending on Mm. twitter or not trending but like in the what's happening section which usually means that it's curated by the people who run twitter and occasionally something breaks through that um 
but homeschooling was trending. And I already think that homeschooling is, you know, like I, I don't like, you know, as much as we, it's mostly used by right wing fundamentalist lunatics. Oh yeah, or, or just people that are so far on the left, hippie people that like they just they you know think that you know you should have. <laughs> it's not great have to, to not have your kid have social interactions with other children. Like right, just, some of those some of those like fucking far left um, private schools, right? Yeah, where uh, forget the fucking like name. the Montessori schools. <laughs> Yeah, there's not, that's not even that bad. There's like another one that I can't think of the name of, but like I, I saw a bunch of video footage one time. I was working as a, a first assistant editor on a docu- documentary film project, and like there was a bunch of raw footage uh, taken at one of these schools, and all the kids, like I've never seen an entire room of children not laugh once for three hours. And they're all just on their own doing whatever the fuck they want to do, but like none of the kids are laughing. No giggling, no, like, it just seems like a really oppressive environment, but, like, nobody's actively oppressing them that you can see. But Mm. something's going on. (laughs) It's it's just, like, they don't, they're not behaving the way that kids normally would in any setting, you know? I mean, maybe one or two, but, like, a whole classroom of kids, and they're all just, like, you know, eyes on their desk, never looking anywhere, never, you know, it's just kids don't act that way. So, just got a really bizarre vibe from it. Anyway, homeschooling uh alternative education you know nothing inherently wrong it's just that whenever you kind of you know look deeper into the reasons why people have Mm, they're always disturbing to me so homeschooling trending and turns out these were all people very concerned about uh having their kids get a vaccine to prevent them from dying they don't want that they apparently are people who you know, if you need a blood transfusion, uh, you're not allowed to do that because God said so. So you just have to die. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you believe that God invented everything, you should, in theory should believe that God invented blood transfusions and modern medicine. But, you know, obviously you should be selective and, and only not take the things that it would so you know, dumb. save your fucking, fucking life. You know, I you want to have your religion, fine. But, like, you're there's there's no God that wants you to die because there was a, a readily available solution to keep you alive, right. but but God doesn't want you to have it. Well, it's like that that funny meme of like like the you know guy dying of COVID. In the Jesus, why didn't you save me? And it's like I just gave you the fucking vaccine. What are you talking about? Like, right? Like what the? Why fuck? would God, um, with infinite power, allow a vaccine to be created if He didn't want you to take it? Right? You fucking idiots. This and is then, why and then it becomes died. a question this of is, what? this is why fucking Prince died. Because he was became a Jehovah's Witness uh, after he lost his kid, and the Jehovah's Witnesses forbid Prince from getting the necessary hip surgery he needed to not have right, chronic pain. Exactly. Fucking so he was idiots. taking shitloads of painkillers, which apparently is allowed, rather than have the surgery that would have gotten rid of the pain. And that's yeah. why he fucking died. So fuck you, Jehovah's Witnesses. You took Prince from us. Yeah, no, it's 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 a really unfortunate. Um, yeah. So these tweets but... here, uh, this is just this is so batshit. This is from a woman named Carolyn Borisenko, uh, who describes herself on Twitter as the most dangerous knitter alive. So I guess you're gonna like stab somebody with a fucking. It's very important needle. to emphasize that word because I could <laughs> that could sound bad if you if you don't emphasize that enough. But uh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, and then her handle is Dr. Carolyn B. So she's a doctor of some sort 
who knows? Maybe she's a, a you know, like Dr. Jill Biden. She's a doctor of right. of who knows what. Um, so she tweets out here, parents, I'm too scared to homeschool my kids. Me. So you'd rather send them to an institution for six plus hours a day, five days a week that will destroy their mental health, rob them of their spirit, and indoctrinate them into a mindset that will make them a mindless zombie? <laughs> like, I mean, oh, good Lord. I guess if you, you know, like you could like go to the library, like that's the fucking same Anyway, well, that's a, that's also a Marxist invention, according to these people. You know, it's amazing right. that that I even became a thing in America because just of like Marxist pounding thing. your head, screaming "la la la la," I will not learn more. I will not learn more. I will not read. Yeah. Next tweet: Jimmy Parker at Pastor Jimmy P. Oh. Advice for young people: Get married, have kids, homeschool, stay married for life. <laughs> so. <laughs> Stay dumb, America. Just marry the first person that wanders into your vision and never learn about, you know, any other kind of relationship to stay in that shitty, toxic marriage, and you'll be happy. Right, right. And then homeschool your kids so that they don't learn anything outside of the la, narrow, la, la, dumb la, la, shit. I will right. not learn more. I will not learn what you want me to learn, Marxists. <laughs> right. Uh, next tweet from uh, The American Method. Like, is that a person or a thing? I don't know. I hope the... I hope the expense myths surrounding homeschool start to deteriorate. I'm tired of people brushing it off as something for the mid to upper class. People make it work across the board. It does not need to be expensive, y'all. <laughs> I, I don't know if you remember, but like probably this year, earlier this year, we I read out some other homeschooling tweets, and one of them was, what if we pulled all of our resources together and had a homeschool but we like hired teachers and stuff for <laughs> right. all the kids and i was like congratulations you just reinvented public school yeah <laughs> right but, but the difference would be that like, they, they, these teachers wouldn't be unionized so that's the difference right <laughs> so, and they wouldn't have any expertise in actually you know child care or child education so they would be fucking but they could they could pray at school that's see there you go that's right. all right 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 Instead of uh, just praying so, at the altar of capital, which we did every morning when we would have to do the Pledge of Allegiance for no fucking reason. You know? Oh, did you guys have Channel One? Uh, Never Channel One? No, I don't think so. Was, so. What was that, like news for... It was, right. So Channel One is where um, uh, fucking, oh, what's the other, god damn it, the other uh, CNN guy, Cooper. Anderson, yeah. The Anderson Cooper got to start on Channel One. Oh, Channel right. One was a business venture that decided that they wanted to find a way to get uh, commercials for Nike and Pepsi and Mountain Dew into the classroom where kids are. <laughs> so they had to invent like a little 15 minute long uh, news show that was half commercials and require that kids watched it in school. And this, this started wow. when I began middle school is when this started. And, the the caveat was that well but we're going to pay for all the TVs that are going to go into the classrooms that teachers can then use for other things right so it's like for for the you know for $200 you get a TV and then we're going to beam commercials for fucking high fructose corn syrup and <laughs> right. sneakers made in sweatshops so which will net us you know thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars 
by so this must be where that those all the the rolling TVs came from that you see in every classroom. They must have been uh, purchased. No, most like, of them most of them were actually like bolted to the ceiling. So they were like oh, yeah, always no, I, there. I, my old high we, school had those. So yeah, okay. Yeah. So we had I mean we had like the rolling move around TVs too when the you know channel one TVs broke. But that was it was like such a it was so like nakedly unethical <laughs> that even when I was in like sixth grade, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, like that we shouldn't we shouldn't even yeah. I was you know, I was, was a in the CIA still, I think, at that point too. Or he was just <laughs> it just been added like literally Anderson Cooper Cooper used to be CIA. Yeah. Um and so that's really funny. I wonder how involved they were in this kind of public private you know fucking early indoctrination if that was just like another cia program of like hey let's let's make a bunch of money and also you know i'm sure it's all it's just such gradual low-level propaganda anyway so i got a couple more here from stand up la moms at stand up la moms on twitter idk who needs to hear this right now but uh, first of all Stop writing fucking tweets like that, people. You're not 14 years old. Like you're you're no. 45 and you I don't know who needs to hear this, but <sighs> just say the words you need to say. Don't right. announce that you're you're not that important. I don't know who needs to hear this, but uh, nobody but actually is the answer. Through. Nobody needs to hear this if it's no. coming from no. you. Which is why I'm reading it. <laughs> <laughs> IDK who needs to hear this right now, but you can homeschool as a social group. <laughs> Again, reinventing the fucking public school. You do not have to be the full-time teacher. They can still do all kinds of extracurriculars and intermix with all kinds of people. Maybe even more. So, yeah. Again. So, uh, Lisa tweets out, My daughter had to get the jab for her nursing school. First dose on Friday. And today, almost exactly 48 hours later, she's got a temperature, headache, chills, aches, She's 18, so it wasn't my choice. If I had an eight-year-old now, I'd homeschool or online classes. Good luck. Yes, congratulations. She has the very common symptoms, you know, a day or two after the vaccine that most Americans end up with, uh, which you know prevents you from actually getting COVID. You fucking moron! Like it just. You could have a totally regular. It could be fucking period cramps. She's got a temperature, headache, chills. Like that's. You could also have COVID that you got before you got the vaccine. By the way, I love how they all call it like all the all these like anti-vaxxers now they call it the jab because it's like it's scary, like, oh, they're gonna stab you with this knee. Like it's just you know, it's again, it's just trying to play on people's fear centers of of you know getting stabbed with a needle or a sharp object. Like just it's so it's they're just so but pathetic. they love guns. Like, they love right, they, they love, love the guns. idea of, of an explosion firing oh, a fucking chunk of lead that jabs you so hard that it kills you uh but the idea of like a a, a tiny little needle that just doop and and it saves your life like nope not gonna do that the the, fucking our our friend brent uh tweeted out you know the the dichotomy of the logic there that you know i'm not get i'm not gonna wear a mask because you know if if i get covid it's just my time to die and then they don't want to get the vaccine because it's like well we don't even know what's in it or it hasn't been tested yet we don't know the long-term effects you know, it's like pick one, pick right? One. Right now, it's, it's so two, two more here. Yeah. Um, first one or the second one's a reply to the first one, but Elias says, "My eight-year-old son has to get the vax by February, or he can't go to school. What do I do?" Thankfully, Sarah Phillips replied, "Pull him out, find a new school, <laughs> or even homeschool. Your child is more than worth it." <laughs> 
The life of your child is too important to save by having a vaccine. <laughs> what do they think is in it? Is it is it really the the five G cell to, cell phone tower? Fucking Bill Gates microchip. Do they really think that that's what's in there? I, these people are really fucking stupid. That's why I like when, when we were talking about that that moon landing clip. I was like, I don't put anything past these people because I've seen the stupidest thing shared on my timeline in the last six months. Like in regards to, yeah, in, in regards to COVID and Bill Gates and micro, like all this shit. Like and just impl- implying just the most like baby brained like bad hack you know thriller novel. Uh, garbage that i don't put anything past them at this point so yeah i i I really do think they think you know like like they're saving people's lives much like the fucking pizzagate lunatics like i the the the, especially like the the left-wing anti-vax crowd is really turning into like the pizzagaters of the left wing like they're you know they're, they're they're not far off from the people who literally think that they're breaking up like child sex rings at these like you know like with all these fucking like QAnon conspiracies, it's they're not far off. Well, I mean, they never found who killed Seth Rich, and like that just like you know, it, it like broke it, every it broke their brains, it broke everyone's brain it really because did. they everyone was like, well, what if he was the the source of the fucking DNC leaks? It's like, well, maybe, but that doesn't mean that the fucking moon landing was fake. You fucking idiots, right? <laughs> like. Right. Not knowing the answer to a thing doesn't mean you make up like the most wildly speculative answer and run with it because you don't know. You don't know. Like I have lots of questions about 9-11 still, but I don't know. So I'm not going to make up a fucking theory about, you know, a third tower that was invisible all this time (laughs) that because I have questions about how it you know went down and how you know how it was allowed to progress and everything, so it's just right. it's like if you don't know like you know you you could have multiple theories, but I'm not gonna go fucking get a gun and walk into a pizza shop and start threatening people's lives, demanding to know where the secret basement is in a building that had no basement because <laughs> I'm convinced that they're fucking <laughs> pedophile ri- like Jesus right Christ. right, real fucking dumb, all right, well. On that note, uh, I think that wraps us up for this week. But yeah, uh, if you want to support the show, rate and view and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left, uh, facebook.com slash move left idiots, patreon.com slash move left. I am on Twitter at move underscore left. <sighs> and I'm on Twitter at bike slutty. <laughs> you sure? All right, and we'll positive. Uh, positive. Okay, and we'll it's see you next week. It's been a day. That's all. It's been a day. We'll see you next week, everybody. Later. This is karma's gonna get you. Gonna knock you right in the head. You better get yourself together.